0: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman.
1: The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts. And my name will be feared among the nations. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and of your blessing I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi says the Lord of hosts. I, therefore, have made you contemptible and base before all the people, since you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your decisions. Have we not all the one Father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenant of our fathers? The Word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm In you, Lord, I have found my peace.
1: In you, Lord, I have found my peace.
0: O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me.
1: In you, O Lord, I have found my peace.
0: Nay, rather, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child on his mother's lap, so is my soul within me.
1: In you, Lord, I have found my peace.
0: O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever.
1: In you, Lord, I have found my peace. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, We were gentle among you, as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved had you become to us. You recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. And for this reason we too give thanks to God unceasingly, That in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received not a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi, you have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father, you have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master, you have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we are opening up the month of November with the thirty-first Sunday in ordinary time, and something else about today. I hope everyone remembered to set their clocks back an hour.
0: It's the fall back, isn't it? It is. You yeah, know, maybe you'll be an hour early to mass. Hey, maybe there's
1: the upside. <laughs> yeah, maybe,
0: there, maybe that's not a bad thing. Oh, we my. also have on uh, November 9th, the Feast of the Dedication of St. John Lateran Basilica in Rome. And the interesting piece about that is that's the Pope's official cathedral. So every bishop in their, in their diocese has a cathedral that's actually his. Nice. So it's not St. Peter's. So uh, anyway, that's the feast day on November 9th. Well, today on the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time, we read from Malachi. So Malachi is only read from twice in the three-year cycle. It's today, which is in year A, and then also in year C. And Malachi, it's fairly short. The book actually only contains four chapters, but Malachi means my messenger. And his task was to stir them up for fervor and zeal for for God, not only the society, but priests as well, because they had become self-centered and neglectful of the pure worship of God. And we're going to read about that in just a second here, because this starts off about, oh, priest, this is the commandment for you. You know, if you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart, well, why is this chastisement coming? What were the priests doing back at that time? Well, they were being unfaithful in their temple duties. They were offering blind and lame animals for sacrifice. They were not honoring God through their actions. And what you're going to find when you look in the missile is we're actually missing verses three through seven, which are really the uh, the uh, retribution that the priests will have by not being faithful.
1: Before you go there, when yeah. we're talking about priests, we're talking about yes. the priests under the old covenant.
0: Under the old, that Sorry. is correct. That's okay. correct. Because we're back with Malachi. Again, this was roughly around the time... Oh, about 515 BC. So this was after the Babylonian exile, but you're exactly right. The Old Testament uh, priests. Yes. Well, so if the priest at that point were not faithful, this is some of the missing verses that we're not hearing this morning. It says, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and I will put you out of my presence. And another one says, for the lips of a priest should guard knowledge and people should seek instruction from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So we really see at that time so much complacency and so much moving away from the word of God. And this is that rebuke from uh, our God through Malachi.
1: And it really is. It is a really stern warning from uh, from, from the prophet Malachi. Basically, it's, it's saying, if you don't listen, if you don't stop offending God, bad things are going to happen. And this warning, like you said earlier, it only came about a 100 or so years after the Israelites were released from their Babylonian captivity. It was just long enough for them to you know, get back to Jerusalem, rebuild their homes. And what happens? They fall right back into their old ways of sin and negligence of their duty to God. And so it has been throughout the history of mankind. Humankind breaks covenant, and God comes to the rescue to help rebuild that which was destroyed by sin. And then humankind is very grateful and obedient to the will of God for a while, but it doesn't last long. Humankind again falls back into the old, lazy, selfish, sinful habits and develops complacency toward the duty to God. And gradually, sinful lifestyles once again become the norm and God's chosen people once again find themselves in need of chastisement. All we have to do is visit the modern day public marketplace, you know, or flip through some popular magazines or turn on the television set and we see irrefutable evidence of a society that is once again encased in a lifestyle of sin and debauchery. Sadly, even a visit to many Catholic Church, we can see how the hearts of God's people have fallen away. And this is evidenced by the way in which many women dress, or should I say undress, for the holy sacrifice of the mass and the careless and casual way in which many men clothe themselves, you know, as if they're ready for a day at the beach. When God chastises humankind, it is out of necessity. Not that it's necessary for God, but rather it is necessary for humankind Throughout salvation history, we see how, after a terrible chastisement is visited upon God's people, and what follows is repentance and a reversion of their hearts and minds to treasure and hold dear the law of
0: God. Exactly. And, and these things don't always happen overnight. Many times it takes years or some decades, but so many of these things you're bringing up, these problems in society are usually brought about by bad leadership. Both, I would say, not only religious leadership, but then also civil leadership. Exactly. So how important it is to pray for our priests, that they stay holy and faithful to Christ and his church. How important it is to pray for civil leaders, that they indeed turn back to God. We as a Christian nation, a, f- a foundation uh, that we haven't so desperately need to get back to, and of course it's our call too to be able to have our personal holiness be that example. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, talking about bringing people, not only ourselves but bringing people back to faithfulness, I think uh, one Thessalonians, Saint Paul rely or you know kind of puts a little template together. He talks about this, brothers and sisters, we were gentle among you. I think when I read that and I thought about how we bring people hopefully back to righteousness and back to faithfulness, I really think as we work and and deal with people and meet people during the day, try to meet the person where they are and provide your faith in a way that they can just slowly digest, but then gently call them to higher things, more faithful things, more, um, more righteous things. I think that's the... The call there, hopefully you can meet them, but don't be happy where they are now. Let's bring them closer to Christ. And don't expect your life, our faith, (laughs) none of this, don't expect it to be a bed of roses. Uh, But through Paul's example, as he talks about in this reading, through his toil and judgery, he was not a burden. And he allowed God's word to work through him.
1: Exactly, he sure did. And you know, when St. Paul talks about how hard they worked so they wouldn't burden the small community that was growing there in Thessalonica, you know, he didn't say this to garner sympathy or admiration. He was using that as an example, like you said to inspire others to do the same. And I know people like that, Kevin. I know people who go out, they go without, you know, they they give up everything in order to promote a worthy cause. Um, and realistically, we are. We're all called to make selfless sacrifice in one way or another.
0: Yeah, definitely. And of course, that's part of the definition of a mother and a father, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: sure is, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, talking about being a bird, boy, the scribes and, and the Pharisees and the gospel today, Man, they were being a burden on society. Listen to what they did. They widened their phylacteries, which phylacteries were small leather boxes containing scripture verses so they could kind of parade those around a little bit. They lengthened their tassels. Those are the tassels that hung from the four corners of their cloak. Boy, they were living a good life and letting everyone know who they were, weren't they, Carl? Oh, they sure were, (laughs) yes.
1: And Jesus points out that the scribes and the Pharisees were more concerned with their social status to be revered by others rather than putting into practice what the law of God required them to do. And he goes on to explain how all the works of these hypocrites are just for show, and he warns the crowd Don't follow their example. As Christians, we should always be asking ourselves, always questioning our own motives. Ask ourselves, am I doing this for the glory of God, or am I doing this to garner admiration from others? When what we do is directly connected to a desire to be seen as popular and elite like the Pharisees— You know, if if that's, or maybe even to be seen by others as, you know, kind of holier than thou, then we're probably doing it for the wrong reason. Jesus's words in this gospel reading are a challenge to all of us to examine our motives behind our actions and ask ourselves if we truly practice what we preach.
0: So as a final note, do not wear your Catholicism as a cloak of righteousness or an air of authority. That type of behavior is hypocritical from a personal standpoint And is disrespectful to our faith. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com.